0: I am Marie Shadows, your host, and you are listening to the Square Circle Podcast, the best podcast you ever heard. So, um everyone, welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. This is a first for DLive. I am your host Marie Shadows. I am joined on the podcast by uh two other DLivers, which is um Epic and also Geo.
1: Hello. Sup's up,
0: stop. Uh, so I don't know. Well, I mean, just so you know, uh, the Squared Circle podcast started back in uh October. Why the hell am I sounding like that now? I know. What the fuck? <laughs> this is gonna be like the greatest number five episode ever in this in the history of the Squared Circle podcast. I fucking swear, man.
1: You probably have he a stream did. open with volume up.
0: I I muted the stream so I could see myself. Unless oh no okay so that's, um, YouTube is not working so out of here YouTube, um, okay it ha- it went away. It went away. Awesome, uh, thank you Shadow Singer for another three lemons. Um, I'm never gonna get through this freaking intro. Um, you would. <laughs> this is gonna be the. Best episode of the year, closing out the year, it will be. Um, anyway, uh, so the Square Circle podcast started back in October after us watching um, Hell in a Cell. And I got extremely upset at the ending, so I was like, let's just start this podcast. And I know a bunch of people that are passionate about wrestling, just as passionate as I am, and we are just here to share our opinions and hopefully not argue over trivial things like how Wrestling Twitter does, and we will definitely be uh, referencing a lot of that. Um, for today, it was supposed to be a triple threat. Uh, meaning that it was supposed to be YouTube, DLive, and LinkedIn on Restream, but YouTube is messing up, and DLive is the only one that's uh, working. And it's happening again. I have no idea why. Let me just add. Let me just put that down. Um. So we're here on DLive, and I'm glad that you guys are here to join us to talk about wrestling. Um. If you don't know, the Square Circle podcast is on Anchor.fm. If you guys uh, have an account there, make sure to follow us. We're also on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, and all major uh, podcast outlets. Um, it'll be great if you follow us there and also follow us on YouTube. Uh... Oh, well, Shadow Singer, you get to learn about wrestling. Um, all right, so <laughs> let's just start into our topics. Um we will be opening up with uh, NXT because AEW is going to take a while, and I think this is just in like an AEW uh, pay per view over thing. So, Epic, you saw NXT. Uh, why don't you start us off?
1: Team of the World, Carl uh, Anderson, from the Gallows. Uh, so, it just showed them laying out the undisputed error in the back. Yeah, um,
0: um, which by the way, uh, did you see how Gallows threw uh, uh, it's Bobby Fish right into the damn thing and like somehow blood came out? Or as people are on the internet I think saying, it, be- it was
1: before it happened. I think it was before it happened. Um, I-, I noticed that too. I saw some something red. It might have been some ketchup because his back catering table. Or it might have been blood. I don't think it was blood because I didn't see anybody busted wide open. Yeah, it was weird. It would have been a weird thing, but um, ho- hopefully, uh, there there's no injury report out on it at the time being. But um, yeah, for what it's worth, right now, I I think it was just like maybe like ketchup or something from catering.
0: <laughs> right, like he just happened to have a packet of ketchup, um, which is kind of yes, which is kind of funny. Um, all right, keep going. And then Gio, if you wanna uh, add in if you saw um you know NXT, go ahead. Okay. But one of you guys could continue, because I didn't see NXT. I just know certain oh, bits and pieces.
1: Oh, you didn't see the uh the entire show, did I you?
0: mean not really. I mean I saw whatever Twitter would give me, cause that's that's where I get my stuff from.
1: Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh so basically that that's how it opened up the segment and then um they went into, I believe, the first match, which was... Uh, how come I can't remember this off the top of my head? I think it was... I think it was a...
0: Was it a women's uh, match or no?
1: I think they... uh No, OC opened up the segment. Yeah, uh, they, they came they, in marching through the arena. Then yeah. uh, they got confronted by uh Champa. Riddle and Keith Lee uh-huh. and saying, like, you know, well, like, you know, th- this is the main roster sort of sorts like that. Like, you know, um, Tommaso Chappos is, like, basically, like, you know, we-, we left the door wide open for you guys, like, you know, for you guys to come in here and, uh, like, you know, if you guys want to fight, we'll give it to you. So that would be the main event set up for the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, So then the first...
0: Um, I did Match want one. to ask you yep. before we move on to matches: Is uh, how did you feel about the promo that uh AJ Styles and uh Champa had uh, exchanged with each other? Like, I did... I thought it
1: was pretty solid. Uh, it was pretty solid for what it was. Like you know, Champa is pretty much saying like you know NXT's superior brand. It is a main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, like AJ, like you know, coming around saying, "Well, this is NXT." Like, um. I don't think he, like, you know, went in there and completely buried them or anything like that. He was just, like, you know, he went in there, said his piece, sort of thing. He didn't bury anyone, didn't bury the brand, which is pretty good because, like, the last thing they need to do is, like, uh, did the same mistake, um, like, The Rock did or something like that or, like, you know, when WCW and ECW had their invasion angle in and yeah. they was just, like, you know, completely bury the talent and the brand. It was just, like, well, who are you again? Like, you know. Yeah. Like, what do you what is do you do? And it's just like okay, well, like you know, farewell credibility.
0: Pretty much. Um, all right, so we could talk about matches then.
1: Um, so I do remember the first match. It is Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne. Yeah. So uh, basically, touching up on the rivalry that they've been having for the past few weeks, which is pretty good. Like, uh, you know, call him Parchment, Martinez if you want. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll work out as well. Like, solid worker, great athlete. I didn't get to see too much of him in uh, Ring of Honor when I had the chance, which was kind of a. I guess that was like sad for me anyway, because like, dude could really go. If if he's like, you know, given the right set Mm -hmm. of tools, given the right opponent, stuff like that, he can really go. Uh, Pete Dunne is definitely that one great opponent for him right now in NXT. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, like, you know, for Damian Priest, they're not burying him. They're not completely burying Pete Dunne either, even though they're helping uh, put Priest over. Yeah. Like with these strong style type opponents, which is really, really good.
0: It is. Um and uh Damien Priest or uh Punisher Martinez, which I, I enjoy Punisher Martinez more than anything, um, as a name. Uh but uh when I used to have the Ring of Honor description um, yeah, he was pretty great, you know, for his size and how athletic he is and the things that he's willing to do. He could be, like, a modern-day Undertaker if Undertaker ever wanted to, like, really, like, sort of leave it to somebody. It'll be him. Um, I think it'd be great for yeah. that, too.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, man. Like, hmm.
0: I'm just trying to see how, like, I could pop out the damn D-Light chat. Because um, I
1: feel like I think they might have tried that with uh with Wyatt to make him some sort of modern day Undertaker, but it
0: yeah, has just, not
1: worked over very well at all.
0: Yeah, it just hasn't. Um, which is kind of sad, you know. I mean, it could have been like Undertaker esque, where he's an entity, and that's all he is is an entity, and you don't destroy the entity. You know, sort of, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. like Sister mm-hmm. Abigail. What,
3: what happened? Fiends kinda of reminded me of Kane because of like the red light that they're giving.
0: Oh uh, I that th- hate that they
1: give the the red light during the matches. I'm I, not a fan of it. My yeah, that
0: thing has to like go. It really does have to go. Um I wanna be able to watch a match in its entirety, um, you know, and it'll be okay. Not have a red light in it.
3: Well, you know, maybe it'll fade out and yeah, we'll
1: see how it works out yeah. I mean it's also up to the live audience as well if that's also there I mean like v- home viewership is one thing but then like the, if the people live in the audience is just like if I were live because it'd be a lot darker to mm-hmm. view it um, over there which is like you know I I, th- I think it'd be all over the place I think it'd be pretty bad yeah pretty much
0: Um, alright so after that match right, what so happened
1: Done. so done in a uh, Finished up. Dunn got the win by submission. Then Killian Dane comes out and attacks Dunn. Uh huh. Uh, basically, both of them, uh, pretty much just like, you know, took out Dunn. But it's like Killian Dane trying to establish his, uh, his rivalry, his dominance with, uh, Pete Dunn right now on the main roster on, uh, NXT. Then, uh, next matchup after that would be, uh, T- Tainara Conchi and, uh, Santana Garrett, who finally made her, uh, debuted on the nxt roster i felt that they wasted garrett here yeah uh which is a shame because garrett's uh such a prospect and a pretty good wrestler and to give her like a, her debut match on like on nxt with tanara Kanji, which i don't know how much she's improved i don't think she has by mm-hmm. much um I there's a lot of confusion for me with this trying to comprehend why they would give of the win over Garrett. And I believe it was um, what is it? Oh, like a buy-in for uh, one of the matches. I think it was either War Games or uh or something like that. I forgot. Uh huh. But yeah, pretty pretty big waste for Garrett there. Like I, I did, I didn't agree with that at all. Um, next women's match after that would be uh, Shayna Baszler versus Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. And I believe... Let's see... I believe Baszler won after uh, countering uh, Dakota Kai towards the end, which is amazing. Uh, the the more and more I'm starting to watch Shayna Baszler matches, the more and more respect I'm actually giving her now, compared to how I viewed her in the beginning. Yeah. Like in the beginning, I I wanted her just to lose the strap. I'm just like, please don't don't get it anymore. Don't don't put her in the main event spot. Like I just content just seeing her, just like whatever, being some sort of badass. Whatever she didn't need the strap to do it. Um, but like the way she's being pushed and tested in these matches against all the talent that's been thrown in front of her, um, I'm a little amazed. Um, that she's able to put on pretty good matches with a lot of the talents on NXT so far. Yeah. Um, which uh, I believe this match was. Yeah, after the submission tap out, uh, Marina and Jessamine came in to beat out Kai, and then the pretty much uh, the women's locker room ish that's in War Games came out. Oh,
0: okay, of course. Beat up on each other. Yeah.
1: And Mia Yim was the uh, the pleasant surprise that came out and started uh, kendo sticking the the heels. Yeah. And then uh, it was later announced by Ripley that uh, she was giving her fourth member spot um, to Yim because uh, apparently uh, the Shayna Baszler versus uh, Dakota Kai would be a buy-in spot as well. If Dakota Kai won, she would win her spot on the WarGames team, which. I don't understand because, like, okay, when William came out last week and decided if you women want to fight ball games, this is like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, you all, can I,
2: it. Okay.
1: Pretty much all the women out there were just like all beating up on each other. And okay, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. we have our established teams here. Like, okay, th- this is it. Now it's just like, okay, hold up a minute. Like, this is not the team. Like, is. What what are the teams? So apparently the teams going into it uh before it decided to have these buy-ins were uh Rhea Ripley, Tegan Nox, uh Candace LeRae. Yeah, I believe. Those three so far. And then fourth member right now, Mia Yim has just been elected to go in. And I think do they have four or five per team? I think four. Four or five. Don't don't remember, but um, so now they, they have a viable fourth. And I believe maybe with um with the heel squad. I think Tenarakanti uh winning over Garrett somehow bought her a spot into the match for some god awful reason. Please help me god. Uh, I'm not saying that like, you know this is like but Tenarakanti, like I don't know. I I would have chose somebody else over Tenaricanti at this yeah. point i'm pretty sure she'll improve over time or stuff like that like she's probably worked out at the performance center paid her dues whatever but at the same time it's just like at this point in time with the with the type of roster with the type of talent going into a match like this Mm -hmm. uh, i would unless she's going to be fodder in five seconds that that's the only way i would really pretty much accept that and book it
0: yeah um e- even my face, uh I know when people are gonna be watching this or probably um hearing it, but I was even confused too the way that you had explained uh the reasoning for uh Rhea Ripley to not be in the war games uh match. Um so she gave her spot away to Mia Yim, right?
1: No, yeah. she didn't give it uh away. Like oh. Rhea Ripley is the captain of the women's uh oh, war okay. games match. So because of this, like, because of this whole confusion now, because the way Survivor Series works, uh huh. Because, like, Survivor Series is the next day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with this now in effect, Shayna Baszler can't represent her team unless she's going to do double duty.
0: Oh, on, uh, okay, on
1: got, Mortals, it, got it, Right? Yeah, yeah. So now we, we have that, like, this, this whole cluster of, like, you know, women now vying for spots on uh, women's war games because Shayna Baszler has a match on Survivor Series in a triple threat with the other two, uh, raw and smackdown champions and it's like that with the main roster right now so like they've already decided the women are not gonna have a triple threat the two uh the three tag teams so undisputed era revival and uh who are the raw champs again war raiders um i forgot about them those guys are gonna go um uh triple threat style tag team match as well i'm pretty sure they are probably going to maybe decide to do it with the mid card Championship, so the Intercontinental Champion, US, and uh, the North American Champion, or Cruiserweight, maybe, I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh Which, that would be a phenomenal match because you got Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, and Roderick Strong, should he choose to hold his title uh, through that point. And if it serves me correctly, there is a triple threat, maybe i don't know if it's decided yet let me double check because if they're doing it like that and if they're going to put the world champions into one match i think it's just going to be a slaughter because it'd be brock lesnar the fiend and adam cole
0: yeah bebe
1: but for what it is Ooh. in Survivor Series right now, it is Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio for, yeah. the, uh, for the championship.
0: Which is interesting. Do you guys have like any theories as to why all of a sudden this is happening? Do we need another... Un- I, I mean- believe
1: Mysterio was supposed to be the original opponent going into Crown Jewel. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So it was supposed to be Mysterio going to Crown Jewel until he got that injury, which is a legitimate injury. And then um, I think Cain Velasquez was supposed to be the guy brought in much later into the feud mm-hmm. to really give it that same type of feel. Where it was just like, you know, the, the Avenger for Rey Mysterio sort of thing. Yeah. Now they're playing it completely backwards. And an obvi- I think it's obvious at this point that they're putting Lesnar over Mysterio, obviously. But we don't know to what kind of dominance at that one point.
0: We don't. It's gonna be another um, underdog story for uh, Ray Stereo and you know, probably maybe defeating Brock because when he won did the he belt be the first Jimmy? time, huh? Will he be like the Jermaine Killer? Yeah, I. I mean, we could get from that. Uh, who did he take the belt from uh, when it was originally supposed to be given to Eddie, but Eddie had passed away that week? Did uh, he beat did Andy Orton. what happened?
3: uh, think he beat Randy Orton oh. and Cardangle at Wrestlemania in a tr-
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay Uh, I don't know why I was thinking that he beat like Big Show or somebody that was bigger than him when they did that whole you know, he's the underdog type storyline and stuff like that Um. Oh, that's
3: after he won it
0: Okay, okay, that was after I thought that was like before when he won it Uh, But yeah, that really was at Wrestlemania that time, yep Mm-hmm. um so keep on going with NXT then
1: all right nxc so after that women's match and uh the whole uh thing with baszler uh i think they're doing three teams for uh women's war game so there's team base uh so yeah the way i'm reading it right now it is team baszler
0: mm-hmm. team
1: rhea ripley and uh team shirai maybe i don't know
0: oh wow that's that's a lot. Of I,
1: I think. I think. Um, I could be wrong again, but mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the way I'm reading it at this point because, like, I don't know because, like, if it is Team Baszler, it would be Basler, Shafir, and Jessamyn
2: mm-hmm. plus
1: another person. I don't know. But it, it, that's still up in the air at this point. Um, <clears throat> Next match, anyway. Yeah. It was the number one contender's uh, match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. So it was uh, uh, Tony niece versus Angel Garza, really good match. I feel. Um, I felt like both guys put each other over quite well. Played it very safe as well. Not too much crazy spots or anything like that. Um, Garza went over knees. Mm. Um, I for some odd reason I like watching Garza go. For some god awful reason, I don't know. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine right now. Maybe um, maybe it's because it's, it's like you know a Mexican ta- uh, Tai Chi for some odd reason just like with with the whole pants oh thing I, anyway. see him, I see i
0: see
1: yeah so basically he comes in with pants and then he rips them off mid-match something like that so um the pants how that came into play in that match was basically i believe Nice was going for a top rope uh power bomb mm-hmm. um tried to get them off but ripped the pants off while trying to go into it and apparently uh think Maru said like this is the first time I've ever seen a pair of pants getting power bombed in a match.
0: Of course. Because who doesn't so, love Maru? <laughs> who doesn't love that guy?
1: So yeah, he, he actually uh made that uh statement on air on air about the pair of pants being power bombed in a match.
0: Man, that guy. I mean I've never seen a
3: pants get power bombed until that night.
0: Yeah I yep. think that would have been like a first for all of us no matter what. Um cool. Uh what's after what was after that?
1: Uh after the match, uh Leo Rush came out to congratulate Garza, but Garza squared him right in the face with a slap, like this pretty hard slap. Um Leo Rush played it off, smiled it off. Mm-hmm. So like, you know. Um what was after that was uh Isaiah Swerve Scott versus uh Dominic uh, uh Djokovic.
0: Yeah, that's which
1: is a pretty good match. I liked it. Is Isaac new? Isaiah? Isaiah. Uh so Isaiah, is kind of new. He was in the I guess the uh the breakout tournament for like when they announced a whole handful of new signees. So like Oh, okay, eight, okay. Um Isaiah Scott, if you guys are not familiar with him, uh he played kill shot in Lucha Underground, so he was in a oh, okay. then. Which, uh,
0: by the way, uh, um, I do not know if we're ever going to be talking about Lucha Underground on the podcast. But if you guys want to, you guys can. I personally had never gotten behind Lucha Underground. Like, I tried it. I tried watching a couple episodes. I just I, couldn't get behind it.
1: I, we could probably leave that for another day.
0: Well, yeah, of course. I didn't want to do it now. I'm just saying that um, if you guys have wanted to talk about it... You guys can. I just won't contribute to it because I couldn't get behind it and whatnot. So, yeah.
1: Let's just say it started off with a with a lot of promise, a lot a lot more sport than it was like TV drama. Then later on, it got way too much TV dramaish for its own good. Uh, I feel like that sort of aspect of the brand uh, killed it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of talent Sorry. wasn't really being utilized. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of talent that was being signed to the brand that really didn't get utilized properly. But it did see a lot of promise for a lot of the people who did get exposure on there. So uh-huh. obviously, uh, John Morrison, yeah. um, Ricochet was on there. He was their first champion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sumo, uh, yeah, you have to. Yeah, keep it kayfabe.
1: <laughs> yeah, keep it, keep it. Uh, kayfabe. Mil Muerta. So who I think is like an amazing. Um, Katarina, I believe, like even Ivelisse, uh Angelico and Helico uh, and of havoc yeah all of those were amazing on there so uh one thing i will probably go on record to say was the over usage of the slide uh the thigh slap sound oh, of course which was not done by the wrestlers by the way it was it was taped really so it was recorded it was a recorded sound and it played virtually on almost like hard hit so like whether it be like a forearm shot it was a thigh slap whether it was a super kick thigh slap Whether it was like you know a Hard clothesline thigh slap. Like there was just a like unnecessary like thigh slap sound for like a lot of this stuff just to try to give it some sort of impact. Mm-hmm. Like for the viewers. Oh. So there was it was way too gratuitous and I, I hated it. It was like they they just abused that that soundtrack way too much.
0: So I'm going to cut in for every for anyone listening on D-Live. Um, if you're not familiar with like professional wrestling terms and what the wrestlers actually do in the ring to make the sound, um, this is a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, if you're going to go for a kick, you will usually slap your, your thigh or sound like this. It'll be like that to create the effect of the person actually getting hit. Um, you know, sometimes we don't really want to expose too much from the business because I still love keeping the business the same way that it should be kept. Uh, you know, keeping hey, the k-fave. Yep, keep, <laughs> yep, keeping the k-fave. Um, you got to,
3: you got to protect yeah, the business.
0: You got to protect the business sometimes. Um, and you guys might think it's foolish for us to do that, but this is how passionate we are, and this is what we love. Oh my God, dude on the web! Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for donating the five lemons. Um. But yeah, that's exactly what wrestlers do. Um and I can't believe that you know Lucha Underground abused the hell out of that sound.
1: Um Ooh, yeah, like right out of abuse.
0: <laughs> anyway. Didn't
1: know until now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know because I didn't watch I didn't watch Lucha Underground. I couldn't get, you know, um behind it like I was saying earlier. Uh but all right, so after all right, so no okay, more so, no, no more Lucha uh, Underground. So
1: after yeah. Anyways, back on back on the topic. Yeah. Dajakovic went over on mm. uh, Isaiah Scott. Um again, pretty good match. Both both guys put each other over quite well and they are pushing uh, Dajakovic into being one of the the new big things on the roster because of his size obviously.
0: He's tiny. Um,
1: Dajakovic?
0: Well, he looks well, I tiny. well compared
1: compared to the other guys on the roster because like what? The the other guys they signed on the roster are like virtually like cruisers. But, like judge though the, like the way he looks like he looks like a big guy, like he looks like you know he can go mm-hmm. and, like you know which is why they had him going to matches with uh Keith Lee and stuff like that, which is pretty good,
0: yeah, um, um, which I just wanna be that person, just to like throw some laughs out there. They're only pushing him because he 'cause um he tried to go after Kenny on Twitter. I wanna be that person you,
1: you you think they're pushing him because he went after Kenny on twitter
0: uh, this is a secret. Probably no, but I just want to get the laughs out there. Okay. Damn okay. it, dude. <laughs> it wasn't that serious.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, I know.
0: It was just stupid that he he went after him trying to be all big and bad, but I just wanted to make a joke out of it. I'll be that person. Watch <laughs> watch, watch me end up getting heat after this.
3: Um, they're not gonna like us after this episode.
0: Hey, I don't I don't care. I'm gonna act like the elite <laughs> and just make fun of shit.
1: All right. um so after the match you got the main event OC versus Ciampa, Keith Lee Riddle um match ended in a no contest after uh there was a ref bump by the end of the match where Keith Lee did the pounce on uh I believe it was Carl Anderson uh-huh. or or AJ I think it was on AJ mm-hmm. so like AJ was going on in uh, for a thing missed a Spot Keith Lee came in did the pounce hit AJ and AJ bumped the ref. Oh,
2: uh, which
1: which led to the the high spots afterwards. So, saw Riddle ch- attempting it. um I think he went for like a a dive and he got himself caught on the ropes. Uh-huh. Uh thankfully he didn't mess it up too much, but he was caught. So, it broke his fall. Uh hopefully he doesn't try that again unless he's uh very confident in hitting it because that was just unnecessarily scary. Yeah. Um Balor came out.
0: Yeah, I saw that picture. They 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 took so, this awesome picture of uh, Balor and AJ staring each other each other down.
1: So they were staring each other down. Basically, Styles acknowledged them, raised his hands up in the two suites. Yep. Mm-hmm. Balor gave him the guns. Yeah. Yep. And then AJ like, "All right." Then he went to go hit the Styles Clash, called it out, uh, called out the spot. Oh,
0: of course.
1: He uh, was just like, he was like <laughs> Styles Clash. And he was about to hit it on, and then out came uh, Adam Cole. Oh! Super kicked AJ. <laughs> super kicked AJ out of the uh, ring, and then um, started putting a beat down on Champa. And then uh, Cole had to stare down with Balor afterwards, and then Balor just smiled and just kind of walked off. And that was basically how NXT closed out.
0: Um, I'm gonna make a promise to myself to actually watch uh, that one in particular, so that way I can feel the emotion. Uh, Because even you talking about it, I was getting a little hyped up because for anyone that followed AJ Styles, he has a very high caliber profile of being a wrestler in this awesome industry. And he was part of the Bullet Club. And um, now he's in WWE. You also had Adam Cole, which was part of the Bullet Club for a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, he was temporary. And then he became a ghost. Uh, One day we'll talk about that on the podcast. Um, and then you have Finn Balor, who was, you know, part of the member anyway, from the Bullet Club. Um, but because the the
1: founding, the founding father,
0: he was the founding father along with, uh, Anderson and Gallows. It was the three of them. And then all of a sudden they're all here in WWE. The only reason why uh, Gallows, Anderson, and AJ have the OC is because Vince McMahon couldn't secure the rights to get the Bullet Club from New Japan because New Japan already filed for everything and bought the name. Now, my question to you guys is that uh, this is probably like a long time in the making. Do you think that WWE could do this sort of justice or should like, Triple H just do it and not have Vince ruin it to make it great?
3: to have this whole feuding going on. I don't see Vince really understanding the potential of this group. If you told Vince McMahon about this idea, he wouldn't get it. I think Triple H would get the idea a little bit more. I honestly thought towards the ending of the main event of NXT, I'm gonna refer to him as Prince Balor. Prince Balor, was probably going to join his old group i mean he is the original member yeah so or is he going to join on this for of Arab or is he going to have his own faction that would be interesting hmm. but i think vent went and get it oh prince balor what i, I think prince balor oh, ben okay, okay. balor
0: okay okay
3: yes That's call what- him prince Yes, I see him probably having like his own uh group, maybe uh huh. And he probably might feud with uh undisputed error or those. he's unpredictable right now since he showed yeah, his truth. Uh huh,
0: and he did it perfectly so too, man.
3: Oh, yeah, my mouth dropped when I saw that.
0: Yep, um. I was not expecting it. Uh, you know, I didn't know how dangerous a simple Pele kick is until he decided to turn heel. Um, I always popped whenever the Pele kick happened because it's out of nowhere. But once uh, Prince Balor does it to turn heel, I was just like, wow, now, now we're getting somewhere. Now I could be invested again in, in, you know, Prince Balor. And I could be invested again in NXT and WWE because right now they're on the right track and this is what they need. They, they, I honestly think that um, WWE should focus within themselves rather than trying to see if they could try to one-up AEW um, just because I don't think that they... I don't think they need to. I just think they need to focus on every guy that they signed and woman, every every woman they signed, and do invasions like that. Because um, now that we wrapped up the main event, um, I got the chance to see the interview that... Becky Lynch was doing, and then Shayna comes in, and they have their little, you know, monologue time about uh, Survivor Series. Um, and I thought that promo was sort of okay, but I understood where they were going, and I'm kind of excited to see how Shayna versus Becky would turn out at, at Survivor Series.
3: And Bayley. He really
0: oh, yeah, and Bailey. Sorry, Bailey. <laughs> (laughs) If you ever watch this, like, (laughs) man, she's going to.
3: Yeah,
0: she's not giving up anymore. I
1: mean, they even said themselves, those women said they're not going to sleep on Bailey.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, By the way, by the way, I just want to interject. Thank you, Circus, for donating three lemons. Thank you, guys. Um yeah, I totally forgot about Bailey. I hope that you know if Bailey ever hears this or sees this, like she doesn't attack me on Twitter. Um <laughs> yeah. Um nah, I don't think so. so uh overall, uh would you guys recommend um NXT?
3: I would. I would, yeah. Because I enjoy NXT and I'm happy that it's on like cable network like USA because now you know, yeah. They sign the independent and they go to NXT, but is NXT a developmental thing? Uh Or is it now a legitimate brand because it's on a big network that most people may have? Uh And you can see all the different stars. If you didn't know who any of these wrestlers, athletes were before, if you didn't have the network, now you have a chance because you see... This invasion happening. So you might like, who's Adam Cole? Oh, I got to check out NXT. Or who's Shayna Baszler? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. is she still with me? So it's good. It's good that they're getting recognized now because a lot of people, or some of the talent, when they would get called up to the Raw SmackDown, it would be kind of lost because you'd be like, who's this person? I don't know who he is, but then when you watch, NXT, and you see that the group in the room, you're like, this is how they are. Why are they not like this and go up to uh a- Uh huh.
0: Go ahead. I don't know if you were finished.
3: Oh, okay. um, so I would recommend NXT, especially with the takeovers. My only thing with after takeover is. Now that we know that it's going to be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT,
2: mm-hmm. are the
3: NXT town going to be able to showcase the same kind of um, action that they would on a takeover?
0: Oh, for us? I see what you mean.
3: That's the only thing that I. Have. Yeah. But I'm I'm interested. But takeover before Survivor Series, and then I'll be ready for Survivor Series. But I'm interested, yeah. and also. What is Prince Balor gonna do? Will Bailey be the um forgotten underdog champion, or will she get a surprise win? Who
0: knows? Yeah. So um, I'm done. all right. So uh, is any of the titles on the line in this uh, Triple Threat match for the for None the No, no, the titles
1: are on the line. No, it's just basically mm. like a supremacy.
3: It's just about who's the better, who's the best brand.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I mean, don't you think it would be kind of better if um, the titles were on the line? Nah. Yes and no. Uh uh-huh. um, I it... don't
1: think it's absolutely necessary to sell it unless there's a deeper angle involved. Uh uh-huh. no. Like, it so, might like be... if they had a deeper angle, I feel like it would make a, whole, a lot of sense. But it's absolutely unnecessary with the type of stakes I guess that they have.
3: Mm-hmm. It just would be weird. It just would be kind of weird because technically, Raw and SmackDown. Are separate brands. Yeah, you have NXT, the unofficial brand that did not get any drafts, even though Street
0: Profits got drafted. Uh, well,
1: they take uh from NXT rather than giving to NXT. Yeah, so. they do. Yeah, they
0: do. They take it from. Yeah, it. It, it's it's a it's a loss, but I I I like the Street Profits.
3: I see potential, and it's just going to be a little more. I give them a couple of more months.
0: Yeah, um just so mm-hmm. you know, um the time that the Street Profits were not on NXT for like a really 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 long while, um they were fighting um in Evolve because they were the Evolve Tag Team Champions and I managed to uh see them live and they're uh pretty good live. They had the crowd um jumping, they had like very good Crowd reaction, very good. Um, Spots during the match, they were like super fantastic. Um, You know, they'll get there. Uh, People will like remember them and stuff like that. Uh, But yeah, that's what, if you ever remember that time when they weren't there in NXT for a while, is because they were with Evolve. And then also, because WWE is backing Evolve financially technically they have them in their pockets like securely they could get whatever evolved person they want to be either uh debut on NXT or whatever i just feel like most of the stuff is just plain developmental like i'm just going to pull from here and here and here you know that type of thing like how they always mm. do um yeah all right any final words for NXT takeover raw smackdown before we move to AEW
3: I can't wait to see what uh Prince Balor has in store next week. Yeah, that's true. Looking forward for Takeover and then Survivor Series, but mostly Takeover
0: and the rest of the progression of the show. Which for by, the three brands. Which by the way, when is TakeOver?
1: Uh the Saturday before Survivor Series usually.
0: Yes. I think Takeover so
3: TakeOver is probably Saturday. So, like the day before.
0: So, this side, we have AW full gear, and then Survivor Series should be like the 24th of November, right? Because. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds so about. Then, right.
0: So, then TakeOver should be the 23rd. All right, so we should um, plan to try to do a TakeOver breakdown and predictions and stuff when that comes around. It's good. All right, so we're going to move on to possibly my favorite brand, which is AEW, which I'm going to say it outright that AEW is my favorite brand, and I actually wrote down some notes. You guys can see that in the video, Um, which I don't normally do. I don't normally write down show notes. Um, So I know Epic got the chance to watch AEW this past week. Uh, Gio, did you get the chance to watch AEW?
3: I did not get the chance to watch AEW, but I was following up. So I know I know about the Cody announcement. Yeah.
0: Stuff. Uh yeah, 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 Um, so I'm gonna go in order from how I written this down from like the start of AEW Dynamite. Uh so AEW Dynamite is on TNT. The first uh match that opened up was uh Pac versus uh Trent. And Trent is one half of the best friends tag team with him and uh crap what's his name <laughs> this is so bad um what is it Trent and uh guys help me chuck, out here chuck 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 taylor i think chuck
1: taylor, it? Oh, chuck uh, taylor. okay uh, oh chuck yeah chuck taylor okay so
0: a... yeah with chuck taylor and um orange cassidy uh that match was slow i think that was poorly put together meaning Pac has a interesting style and he works best with like Hangman for some reason. Um, he doesn't work really well with Trent, with Trent's style. But, you know, Pac is a bastard, so he'll just beat anybody. Um, I did find the exchange between him and Orange Cassidy to be like a fun little spot, but, you know, Pac doesn't smile. But, you know, that's what he does. Um, at least he got the crowd reaction to boo him, you know, very easily. <laughs> that was a cheap boo um that finish oh god did you see the finish of it epic
1: uh i didn't get to see the finisher no
0: all right so all right uh here's some more pulling behind the curtain i guess uh so in professional wrestling uh referees know all uh like Ninety percent of the time, uh, referees have the hardest job in the industry. They have to remember all the spots. They have to remember uh, when to call it home, meaning when to do the three counts so everybody can go home and end the match. Uh, Referees have to remember a bunch of other probably technical stuff, including rules, rope breaks, uh, count outs, disqualifications, anything you name it. So their job is really really hard. Um, So it looked like at the ending of this match. Damn, we dropped down to four viewers. Wow. Is is my historian like that bad? Okay, guys, thank you. Uh thank you for stopping by anyway. Um, so like I was saying, uh, it looked like the referee was told in the back that the finish was supposed to be a submission. However, when Pac hits his black arrow, um he it looked like he completely knocked out Trent on the ground because, like, Trent did not move. He did not pick up his arm to kick out. So when the referee was about to count three, he stopped, and everyone on commentary was like, oh, my God, Trent kicked out at two. And um, it obviously that didn't happen, and they tried to really, really recover it. Even Pac gave the referee a look of, like, what the hell. So Pac goes into his uh, submission, and that's when the match ends. So that's how that ending got fucked up since you didn't see it. Um, mm. yeah, uh, everybody was complaining on Twitter about it, but it wasn't the referee's fault, you know, he knew what was supposed to be done. It just happened to be like, if you're doing a freaking rotation in the air and plop down on somebody, all that air is gonna come out of you, and you're gonna just be wiped out, so yeah that was for that it's one. Like an impact. Yeah, definitely like an impact. Um and I hope people don't think that I'm not appreciative of anyone that has came into the stream and looked. It was just a weird freaking number drop. That's all. Um Gio, do you want to start off with uh Cody's announcement?
3: Uh Cody's announcement that he said he said that if he does not challenge, well if he does not beat Chris Jericho for the NWA U.A. Championship, he will never challenge for the title again. Pretty big, pretty big.
0: Yeah, which um kind of reminded me of um he's going straight old school, and I'm talking about like uh back in the '80s NWA style. Um, not too long ago, um, Tim Storm from, uh, NWA did the same thing with Nick Aldis when he was like, you know, uh, well, Nick Aldis gave him the ultimatum of like, you know, if I beat you, you're never going to challenge for the title again. And I just felt that similarity, uh, with it. Um, Cody Rhodes is uh, promo was great. Uh, you know, I'm not, Related to Cody, but like I felt like I was part of his family when he, uh, oh, yeah. thank you, Vortex, for donating ice cream. Um, but I felt like I was part of Cody's family when, um, you know, he was saying his speech and I felt the passion that he had. And you know, the line that stuck out was, um, this is Ellis Island for wrestlers, uh, this is freedom. That hit very close to home um you know cuz essentially we want to see every wrestler out there succeed and you know be a big name and a big star especially like if you go around supporting your local indies um and having the chance to see your friends make it in the business and uh trying to do the best that they can with all the outlets that they have and then you know Cody just saying that just re- reaffirms that wrestling is not dead wrestling is in a Age of um, evolution, and it's in the age of, um, I guess, amazement at this point. Epic, you want to add anything?
1: Um, uh, the I feel like it's gonna go like it's very unpredictable. I would say at this point because like uh, the brand is still very fresh, and with the direction everything's going right now. It's really hard to kind of pick up, actually, if Jericho would actually be dropping the strap to Cody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or if, uh, you know, Jericho goes over and then Cody doesn't go for the strap and then he's stuck at some sort of rule, Or they introduce some sort of mid-card division, which would would just degrade his character at this point. But,
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they play this angle out where they're planning on, you know, if they plan on still making Jericho that top guy. Or if like, you know, Cody takes the back seat and just like, you know, just sits back and just runs the show from, you know, from Gorilla or does something at this point. It'd be, again, in- interesting because even I don't, I, even I can't write or predict this at this point. With uh with the way AEW goes, yeah, uh, with their direction, um, but <laughs> sign me up on watching uh full gear to see where that goes.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I enjoy their direction that they're going because at least on the dirt sheets. Hey, Chubbly, thank you for following. Welcome to Ravage Lands and welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> um what happened? No,
3: I said, all right.
0: All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, Yeah, um, I do like the direction that they're going in, but I also like the fact that um, no dirt sheet uh ruins anything, you know? Because um, AEW gives us what we want. AEW just says it out front. AEW is like, hey, guys, this is what we're doing, you know? It's one of those things where, like, the dirt sheets don't get it first, you know?
3: And that's a blessing because it's very hard to... Um keep a secret in wrestling these days
0: it is it's very hard to do that um
1: internet ruins everything
0: yes it does (laughs) it really does all right so we're gonna move on to the tag team so this was you could think of it like a number one contender spot to fill in the third spot on the um uh full gear pay-per-view so it was a dark order versus private party um for 15 minutes um I don't know. Uh I guess it was an okay match. There was nothing memorable like really about it. Um Private Party is still good with the Young because they have a similar style. Uh, fighting, you know, the Dark Order is a little weird, because uh, the Dark Order came from somewhere and nowhere at the same time. Um
1: A lot of independence.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it cave to where they come from because I don't even know where. I, I'm just like, I know
1: I've seen them in some Canadian shows before, but
0: yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just that I don't know how you to, came exp- from another
3: universe,
0: yeah. I guess we could go with that because I don't know how to explain, um, Dark Order at all. But uh, so the the team going over in this match is Private Party, um, which I thought it was kind of interesting because they yeah, private party one. Weirdly, I don't know why I'm thinking that dark order one, but in my notes it says private party one, <laughs> unless I have it wrong. Um, so it's gonna be private party versus SCU, the team of Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky, and then it's also gonna be the Lucha Bros in that match. That match is gonna be crazy. Oh man. Um. But, I mean, that's all I have for the tag team division, unless you want to um, mention something epic.
1: Uh, tag team division right now?
0: Well, I mean, the, the match I just talked about, but if you want to talk about the tag team division in general, if you want to.
1: Uh, I don't think I have, like, too much to go on the tag team division. Again, like, much like AEW, it's still fresh. Everything's still new. Yeah. Like, wins, losses, still...
0: Yeah, still a very, matters. A very big
1: factor, uh, in regards to who gets called up for shots or whatnot. Um, they they have a lot of talented teams. Um, in the lineup, like you know, th- this could go a lot of ways. Like I, at, at this point, you know, SCU is going to be going over on that match. Um, who would be going on for the next spot it would be interesting to find out. But it would be uh, too. Uh, I would I would say like uh, like you know having them go up against uh, a lot of the other talented teams like you know either like you know hybrid two, um. Like Lucha Brothers getting yeah. another shot in, I feel like Lucha Brothers is probably going to be on the grind if yeah, loss they are. and if wins and losses are a thing to kind of put themselves back into the lineup because they are the ones angle wise who put uh Christopher Daniels out. Yeah, they did so. It it'd be interesting to see like, you know, they should be inserted a little bit more into their programming, either through dark or um, you know, pre-shows, the buy-ins, what mm-hmm. they call them. Yeah. Um, for them to really uh pick up on that wins lost thing. So like, you know, rack up more wins, put themselves into uh into the picture for the next angle.
0: Yep. So I'm gonna let you kick off. Why you think that the inner circle video was debatable? Because I fucking love that shit.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> I mean, <Here> we
0: go.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, I don't even know where to start to be honest. We're going all over that stuff. I mean, like, inner circle, like, pushing you know themselves and like you know jericho jericho's like you know freaking genius first of all yeah um like i i, I don't even know where to begin on this one like i don't even know where to start on this one all
0: i don't right. know all right so let me so give let your me. thoughts on all it all right I mean... so i thoroughly enjoyed the video um i know our viewers don't really know what we're talking about but um Chris Jericho, who's an AEW and is our AEW champion, uh, decided to do a video similar to how Cody Rhodes did his video where it was very deep in thought about uh, winning the AEW championship and what he's doing to his family and friends because he has to focus on this. This is the biggest night of his career and stuff like that. So Jericho kind of mocked him using the Inner Circle uh, team that he has um, to the point where it was very, very comedic, and you knew that Jericho wasn't really taking it seriously. Like, he, he's not taking Cody Rhodes seriously. What I enjoyed the most was just the mocking part, how they put it together, because I wasn't expecting, you know, Jericho to come right out and be like, hey, I'm going to make fun of you, Rhodes, because, you know, um, I could do the same thing, too. Um, They got Virgil in there, which I thought was p- funny. They got Virgil in there to talk about Jericho. They had Sammy Guevara say he's, uh, you know, the youngest champion being at 49 years old, meaning Jericho. Um, It was just well put together, and that's the style that AEW has is to be sarcastic and to not really take things, like, way too seriously, depending on, like, the character of the person. But, um... From start to finish, I really thought that it was kind of funny just to make fun of everything that Jericho ever did, especially creating the phrase, a little bit of the bubbly. Because he didn't even look at the camera when he said a little bit of the bubbly, man. Like, that got me on a chuckle. Um, you have to admit that it was good storytelling as well. You know, his side of uh, the whole feud between him and Cody. It just brought the feud up. 10 times so you know unless you want to pick off of whatever i said you know because you don't know where to start <laughs> you gave him a- what happened Gio? you kind of like where are you Gio? i said you gave
3: him a starter
0: i think so <laughs> i hope so
2: epic
1: Oh. Um, uh Jeez. i thought i had a thought in there at one point but um yeah just uh did you think it was I, too childish like, uh part of me did okay think it was uh a, a little bit too childish but like at the same time that that's jericho and that that's his that's his humor mm. uh at the same time though like when when i watched the whole entire promotion plus like you know whatever's in conjunction with promos and how a, a business conducts themselves so like and I guess I was looking at this as an overall standpoint, as opposed to like a, a promo standpoint. Mm-hmm. When I was just like, okay, well, here, here we go. AEW hasn't established so as a brand. You got two guys, two well-known names in the market, going at it. Brand new company, uh, top prize of the game, and we're we're gonna treat it right now as a little bit of a joke to really push Rhodes as an underdog. Yeah, they, going they into are. the match. And just like, well, if we treat it as such, then like, you know, what would the value be? Like, you get a lot of like, you know, the marks that come in here is just like, well, like, you know, we, we go in here, we support Cordy Rhodes, like, you know, mm. son of a plumber, like, you know, and you know, uh, he he even like called Jericho back on it. Or it was just like, you know, in, in Rhodes' promo, it was just saying like, well, you know. You you being son of like you know NHL hockey player like yeah. you know saying like, you know all this stuff and you have the right to really, uh, say this stuff about Rhodes and uh, their family name and their family legacy. Uh, which is really really emotional. So like there there's like a, a, a it, it's a different approach to how those uh how those two really want to go into it. Where like Jericho's is like well you know, whatever, it's just Cody Rhodes saying it's just like, you know, the only way you're here is through like, you know, your entitlement and and, and through your name, as opposed to just like, you know, uh, Rhodes just being like, well, like, you know, I'm here because I have a lot to prove like, you know, uh, you know, taking taking a very serious tone to it. And I feel like sometimes like, you know, even though through uh, some of Cody Rhodes' promises, is way too long.
0: Yeah, um, Well, this one that he did recently for in in Dynamite was uh just right, Um, but the one from the previous week where he's with uh, Tony Schiavone that was super long. I was like, oh my god, are we still here? I'm so sorry, but you know, why why does this need to be shown? You know, you're taking away from the tag team match that's supposed to happen in the ring. You know, that should have been saved for like AEW Dark you
1: know. That's what you know. I feel like. It, it should have been like that, or, like, you know, they should have uh shown it between segments, between matches. Kind of, like, you know, like, you know, washroom filler or whatever. Yeah. That, but if they wanted to give this uh, a big-time match feel, they should probably have a better a, a better angle for it. Like, you know, having the, the box office attack was a pretty good start, in a way, but, like, you know, I feel like, you know, they just really really toned it down um in terms of building up this match
2: yeah yeah
1: like, it, like it, it, they only got they we, only got like the championships, the championships right now the title um, championship and um the world championship and, and like you know, you're gonna, like, you know, you to go into this match, top, match prize the top, top prize of the game. You know, you procedures, procedures, and then um uh, to um swear, swear, and then and then like give it like We're this type of build. you know, you know, they should give it they a lot better approach, a better approach to it, at least. Oh
2: no! No no!
0: I don't I don't want to say how you guys can hear her. I I muted the thing. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Uh all right, cool. Alright, cool. Um, um there is an echo. There is an echo, I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's I don't know why does echo. I don't know how to fix it either. I don't know how to fix it either. I really don't know. I really don't know. Uh uh. Why is it so loud? Why is it so loud? Can you guys hear me can okay? Can you guys hear me okay?
1: Okay, can your echo and my echo.
0: Okay. We're good. I don't hear no echoes. Um, uh, but yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Part of me still wish that they sort of pushed um Hangman Page because I'm waiting for, um you know, Hangman to turn heel.
1: I feel like that, that should be given time. Um I feel like they shouldn't make any hasty decisions right away. Yeah. Push whatever angles you're gonna go for right now because like you have you have a company, you your focus right now should be like, you know, treat it like a season. Uh I, I would say like for some god awful reason, treat it like you would like Lucha Underground, where have a season, focus it around like, you know, whatever whoever your champion is, whoever your contender is. Get through that first and then let's worry about what comes next afterwards. Then have your next push after that
0: yeah um because even with like you know uh being the elite they also allude to maybe uh page turning and i can't i really can't wait for that that's gonna be like i don't know i'm i gotta think that's cool you know Mm because now he could go around you know kicking people in the head and be like yeah i'm gonna do some cowboy shit um which by the way that that line got me and i was like you know what? I think I will probably buy the shirt just because. Just because. Mm. Um, one day I would like Adam Page to play Red Dead Redemption with me. So that way when we become outlaws, we could just say, hey, we're doing cowboy shit. Um, that's just me and me and my daydreaming shit. Anyway, um after the inner circle video, it comes to the women's tag team match, which is uh Jamie Hader. It's a hater or a hatter? Hater. Hater. Um Thank you, Ghost. You're welcome. Um, yes, we have a ghost. Um, Jamie Hatter teaming up with uh what was it? Wait, oh yeah. Jamie Hatter teaming up with Emmy Sakura and uh facing against Rio, which is the AEW Women's champion, uh and Shana or Shanna. Shanna. Yeah. um, I, you know, I always root for women's wrestling and, you know, I love watching wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's like women in the ring, men in the ring, men and women in the ring. It doesn't really matter as long as the athleticism is there, the story is there and everybody takes care of each other in the ring because I don't want anyone dying. But for some reason, this match could have been better. It gets better towards the end. And I know that, like, in a match, you're not supposed to exhaust every single move that you have in the beginning because then, you know, you get uh, winded out and then you have to get your second wind and that's not a very good thing. Um, but I just feel like these women don't really know how to work with each other to make, um, you know, uh, how can I say it? To make a chemistry in the ring to get, The match going you know um i i overall think that some of the women need to at least work with each other but i understand that not all the women in aew have a full-time contract you know they're off doing other promotions and stuff like that so they come into aew just to make the appearances um my other thing too is that uh epic do you know uh anything about emmy sakura other than the fact that she loves Freddie Mercury and that's her gimmick, uh,
1: well, basically she's uh Reho's uh uh mentor, trainer, and mentor. Um, so basically they're they're pushing this angle as a like you know teacher versus student.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And and then um you know I'm pretty sure they're using it as a way for Riho to have a better match with somebody who understands her a little bit better. Uh, because I feel like, um, touching back on what you said earlier about, like, you know, the women type working on type of match, um, having a certain style, like uh, the Joshi pro wrestling in the uh, in the Japanese scene is, is really, really different. So um, they can have a really, really good match depending on who they're having their matches with. I feel like having Jamie Hayter in the mix because uh, Jamie Hayter actually also works with Stardom at the same time Yeah, could go and mesh with that a whole lot easier and help communicate spots a whole lot better. I'm not too sure of Shanna's spot, if Shanna worked with Stardom or not.
0: I'm not too sure. I don't know much about her, um, but she's a French uh, wrestler. That's the only thing that they kept saying Um, commentators are not saying too much about, uh, who she is.
1: Apparently Shanna has her name also in Japanese on her Twitter. Oh. Let me read this up real quick. Yeah, she was also in stardom, so. Oh. Um, basically Shanna was there up until August 13th of 2017 or it's 2018 she was there, actually. So she was there for a while. So all women should be kind of familiar with how uh, Japanese women kind of go and yeah. uh, do their matches. I feel like stardom is in a league of their own when it comes to women's wrestling compared to uh, maybe Sendai or even like uh, Ribbon
2: mm-hmm.
1: or uh, Joshi Pro. Yeah. Uh, but I-, I feel like they're having those four women even though it could have been a little bit smoother probably will not get any better or any worse than that yeah because like shanna and hater know how to work with japanese women you know how like japanese women like their spots how they call spots so i feel for what it is um it'll probably get better and again i i think it again depends on the type of person t- type of athlete let's just say swap out riho and emi sakura and let's just say put in the likes of like you know, uh. Kairi Hojo, which is Kairi name, by the way, and oh. uh, Io Shirai,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you're probably definitely going to get a higher grade match with higher grade type of athletes that can really, really go. Yeah. Where Riho doesn't really do high spots. She's just there, I feel.
0: She is, and, she, and she's adorable being there. Um, She works really, really well with Kenny. Cause that's because they have like a whole history of teaming together and stuff like that, but when it comes to when she's in AEW she needs to get used to the women that they put her against you know cuz sometimes yeah. some things does look off um but other than that like she maintains to be cute while she does wrestle i don't get it yeah
1: that's the thing like i feel like you know i feel like wrestlers like her and uh, i don't know you guys can at me on it about it later or something like that and, you know we don't have to go into a heated discussion but you know i'll give you my two cents about why but You know, there there are certain female wrestlers that'll look pretty while doing things, which is okay. But if if you're gonna push that type of woman to be the face of your your company, probably not not the great way to go about it at this time. Like you know, yeah, I how how you want to push your company, who you want as your face, um, someone who can really go, someone who can represent the brand, someone who says, wow, like you know, I could really watch that match, and this person could really go, like you know, right now way i see it like yuka Sakazaki would probably would have been my champ uh champion of choice uh if i were to put a japanese wrestler over she's got a lot more personality she looks cute doing it but she can really go
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas like you know i feel like Riho right now is just kind of like
0: she's just there uh,
1: she's she's just there like if i were to like give her like um i i, I guess like uh, a, a mixture of styles would kind of be like who is incredibly safe? I know, like she would have, like you know, a Randy Orton type style, where like you know,
0: oh, everything he does me- is methodically,
1: safe? yeah, really, everything he does is safe. Methodically, just kind of work around, uh huh, and just kind of work your way into it without, you know, risking too much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you know, go in, rest, hold,
2: okay, okay,
1: okay, spots here and there, kind of move around and you know, just kind of pace it that way yeah. as opposed to like, go, 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 go.
0: That's true. That's true. Cause uh, most of their matches are the go, 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 go style. Um, and sometimes I want to see it uh, slow down a bit um, and not have too much okay. like spot, 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 you know?
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, like if you pace it out correctly, it's like if you can like you know, open it up, you know, create a little bit of pace, go into a rest, Build it up a little bit. Do your high spots. Go back into a rest, and then climax it out. Go, 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 go. Close it out. Go home. And like, you know, I I feel like it would work out that way. Mm
2: -hmm. But I feel
1: like with Rio, it's just like okay, just work it just a little bit here, and like run, do this, and just yeah, that I definitely see that. It's just like very very placent. You like you, you. Like, you would have to place her in certain situations for her to kind of do her things accordingly. I feel like she eventually might, like, if she were, like, translated into, like, an American wrestler, she would have, like, a Five Moves of Doom set.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's hope that, you know, you don't get added very badly on Twitter saying all that but i totally I mean, agree i'm not saying what this is saying. like in a
1: negative way but i mean like that that's how i i, I how, that's just how i viewed it uh the whole entire approach
0: i totally like, understand where you're coming from and i totally agree and i can see um the statements that you're making like it's, it's but totally i mean true. if you guys
1: want to show me a video of her other works i haven't seen any of her other works in japan if you guys want to do that for me anyway like you, you can include it into a link uh when this podcast is uh, up there like the only other match that I saw outside of AEW was her match that she did with Kenny Omega in a mixed tag against Oh yeah uh Michael Nakazawa and oh. uh Yuka Sakazaki in OE o- OWE in uh in China. Oh damn. Which I-, I feel like is almost the same type of match she always has.
0: <laughs> mm. I actually thought you were gonna bring up the recent one that um her and Kenny went to Japan uh to DDT and faced um two other people which i totally forgot their names um but in that match everything was so quick that's why i was like when she's teaming up with kenny it works but when she's by herself to face the other women in a match it's a little weird you know it's it's a little different
1: like um, i feel like they haven't worked out the communication spots and how they wanted to do it yeah um they should figure that stuff out i feel like you know they they should have a lot better trainers and better referees to help them get in better spots to help prepare for better moves that com- yeah. uh, that uh, communicates things a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, like, again, uh, I'm not blaming any of the talent. That's just how they are. That's how safe they want to play it. And that's cool. Um, but I feel like if they want to have, like, you know, a better grade of match, I don't know if that's what they're going for or not. But I mean, uh, for what it is right now, you know, have better communication, have better trainers, uh, have better, not better refs, but I mean, have the refs. Uh, help them move into places a little bit better to uh, have the type of match that they want to have, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. All
0: right, so that is our take on that tag team women's match, and the team that won was actually Jamie Hayter and Emmy Sakura. Sakura did a, it should have been a roll up, something. I think it was a roll up. Um, but when the yeah. referee counted to three and rang the bell, it looked like um. Rio didn't really know that that was supposed to be the finish. Like, either she forgot to kick out or something, but the referee let it stand as, you know, I I counted three and that's it. And, um, Emmy, you know, did the whole thing of, since you mentioned earlier, that's supposed to be like teacher versus student. So she did the whole, like, you know, sort of teacher Mm -hmm. thing to be like, yeah, you know, I got one up on you. Um, that was that. Um, moving on, did you guys... Managed to see the Brandy video.
1: The Brandy promo? About, like, you know, her uh, just being a pretty face, being associated with Cody, Uh and doesn't really deserve her place. I still feel that way about it, subconsciously.
0: (laughs) That you just think that she's just Cody's wife, and she got there because of the name?
1: But, like, not not in that sort of regard, but, I mean, like, by association, like, she is Cody's wife, and, like, you know, uh, in terms of wrestler... You know, I, I, at me, but I don't <laughs> think she's improved that much. Like she'll be amazing when she comes back and manages awesome Calm. because that's what they're setting up for.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I I think I think she uh slightly improved. Um, uh whatever videos that she posts up on Twitter about her training, um, it's getting better. Uh, There's some stuff that she's doing, but it just needs to be consistent and her in the ring and stuff like that. But she also has to worry about the behind the scenes, the whole branding of AEW and taking care of all the videos that need to go up um, on social media and the content, because I understand how that is. So sometimes juggling the two may not be a very good idea, but she is improving in, in everything that she's uh, she's done. Um, I just found it funny that she finally made a video about, you know, trying to, not really trying, but uh, shutting up um, all the haters. Because there's a lot of people that, you know, say some really disrespectful stuff to her. And that's what yeah, everybody...
1: I feel like those internet marks are uh, a lot of the worst. Has just yeah, the worst
0: um, of it is. Um, but, you know, even before she decided to like get married with Cody. Um well, I mean when she started in WWE, no one really knew who she was except that, you know, oh, it's it's Brandy, she's the ring announcer. Um but I guess we could try to make an argument that because of Cody, you know, we know who she is, but individually, like people know who Brandy is now because she does her own stuff. You know, it's not yeah. too tailored to what a Rhodes would do, you know?
1: um well i I feel like that brandy does have a lot to prove which is like you know the reason why for this promo which is good Mm -hmm. um again it's gonna be different to see the type of approach that they're gonna go with this to see whether or not if it's gonna be in a manager role where she's gonna unleash kong on everybody whether or not she's actually improved in the ring herself like I, I feel like, you know, she can improve. Like she, she does have this way of just like, you know, working a sort of like you know, paced match, the way she wants to go about it, and do like a heelish style, like, you know, kind of show voting and promo within her matches. Cause I've seen uh when she did go to uh stardom uh a few years back, like what she's capable of in the ring, how she can kinda of go and how they kind of presented it in a certain way as well. Yeah. Um I can
0: see that. She she did but... a little bit time there.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, you know, she she is well versed, well trained, like she like she's really fit, she can really go. Um just right now at, at this point, it's just like, you know, I, I guess the proof uh the thing she wants to prove the most right now is like uh people just uh flacking on her because uh she's Cody's wife.
0: Yeah. Um and, and just like... a bunch of other stuff that they do to her.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, well, if you're just going to harp on her just because Cody's wife and she's only associated with AEW because of that, then, like, okay, well, that's a whole... that That's kind of personal then uh, as, as opposed to just, like, you know, she's there in AEW, she's there to represent the women's division, to be um, the head of that sort of thing and to run that thing too, however. But um, if they're expecting her to do more or, like, you know, less... Mm-hmm. Um, Know due to reasons of because then you know don't take it too personal, go uh go watch another sport, then uh,
0: yeah, that's true too.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: right? If only it was that simple, if only it was that simple. Uh, Gio, do you want to add anything to the brandy video? It's like she is. Hello? Geo is starting to cut in and out. Um. Alright, what is happening over on Discord? No idea. Um, it says that he's still here. Uh, hopefully. Geo, buddy? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, man.
3: Oh. It's like she's summoned awesome.
1: Oh, cut nine, like, I got my dude.
3: I don't know. Now she's going to get everyone. It was interesting.
0: She wants to say herself. She wants to separate herself. Prove that. Uh, Gio, just so you know, you're cutting in and out again. Oh, why? The- Can you? No, you're you're cutting it. It's and like out.
1: very faint in and out.
0: Yeah. I don't know why that's happening. How- I mean, are you using you using a phone, right? Yes, I am using my- um, you know, if I was you, I'd be walking around the house trying to get a signal. But that's just me. I do it with whatever. I like it. I'm just wondering where it's gonna go. All right, that sounds better. Cool. Okay. I don't know where you moved to in, in, in your place, but it worked. So stay there. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. the The next match is uh, Brandon Cutler versus um. Oh, God, hoodie face? Sean Spears, who is uh, Ty Dillinger, the Perfect Ten from WWE. Uh just so you know the winner of this match was uh Sean Spears via pinfall. Uh Brandon is getting better. Um I think Brandon is going to be great as a mid-card guy. I don't know if I see him as anything else and I hope that, you know, if he's listening to this that he doesn't take offense to that, but that's how I see him. Um he's like a very cool overall guy. Um and then the last thing that I want to mention cuz it wasn't really you Know it was just a match. Um, I think that they messed up with Sean Spears. I really think they did.
1: They did. Um, they, they shouldn't have uh, put him in a program with Cody so early and then come have him completely buried.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I think I, I've said this in the past podcast too, mm-hmm. where like the exact same thing is like this is happening way too early. Angle was done to perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came down to the match, it, like Spears got completely buried. And after that, his momentum mindset was just, like, gone. It was killed. Like, any credibility you want to earn for yourself after that is gone.
0: Like, yeah. Definitely. Um, and I think that the, the build that Spears is having and now he's fighting with Joey Janela, um, I'm just like, you guys, th- this is where you would say you guys don't know what you're doing. Because I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand it. That's what I feel
1: like, to be honest, that's what I feel like AEW is at at this point right now. though. Like Again, they have all this talent. Um, wins and losses are a factor when deciding booking matches. There's certain angles in there when they're not having a major title uh, mentioned within the angle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just like, I, I feel like they're just doing a lot of things. A lot of people just, just doing things.
0: Yeah, like, yeah.
1: And it's not like having a purpose doing things. It's just like just here, just go there do things. And it's just like, okay, cool, but you know.
0: I feel like the only sort of how can I say it? The only segment slash story that feels like it's not just a doing something is uh Kenny Omega and, and Moxie. Like Kenny Omega's like intricate storyline. I feel like everything that he's done is not a just do whatever. You know, we're just going to throw things in there. You know, what he's doing is making sense. Um, as much as I love the fact that Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho are building this story to see who's going to be either new AEW champion or if Jericho still going to retain the title, um, that's cool. Um, I just felt like it was way too early put together. And I don't know why that should have happened. Um, that's why I feel that Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes should have had their moment rather than just being buried. Cause then, you know, that would have built up Sean Spears even more. And so that way we could understand why he's in AEW. I mean, we know why, but the reason why, you know, he decided to come there to take down Cody and make that story more deeper because WWE was never going to do that. So just doing an AEW, but doing a different way. Um, there are like hit or misses in AEW. AEW is never going to be perfect. They're learning on the job as they go, they're learning as a brand new company. Um, but we could all see that there's ups and downs to everything.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's like a lot of things they could, they could figure out real soon. Because, um, uh, like, the way I, I view it right now, personally, for me as a few, uh, as a viewer, um, it's cool that they're focusing around certain types of uh, matchups. And especially uh, the main focal point right now is definitely on Cody and Jericho and whatever the Inner Circle is doing. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like, it, I, to be honest, like, for me, I can't really care about anything else. It doesn't get me invested. Like, I found myself enjoying NXT a whole lot more for the past maybe, like, two weeks so far. Uh, compared to the AEW programming like I feel like uh, when like the uh, the elite is not giving themselves air time and the other talent is given that time that they should really really go with that time that they're given mm. to really like truly really make something of themselves and give the fans a reason why they should like they should back yeah you.
0: definitely um I think with me, uh, going off that, uh, the tag team of, uh, Jack Evans and, uh, Angelico. Yeah. Like, I remember watching Jack Evans so long ago that when he dropped off of wrestling, I was just like, oh crap, he's back. Like, you know, is this really the Jack Evans? I remember when I was watching him grow, go through his, uh, wrestling journey um and then to have this tag team i'm just like i don't know who like i don't feel that connection of like yeah i want to cheer for them um or the same thing with uh the dark order you know other than just coming out creepily and not knowing where you where they come from you know i just can't get behind them um yes yeah, so i totally understand where you're coming from in terms of like you know there's a lot of stuff that just happens um like uh, I was just looking back at my notes. Um, I even forgot to mention, you know, the whole pack versus hangman thing. That I think that that's a just because thing, right? Yeah,
1: a lot of it is just to help fill the card, and which is fine. You want to fill the card, you want to fill the card, like that. That's fine. But again, it's just like at the same time, it's just like your your talent is just there to help you do things in the time, just to help you fill the card. Um, but the talent has to look at this as uh, as an opportunity as well because like, you know, they feel like right now the way that they have it is like, you know, I have the secure job. I work with AEW or Tony Khan work with uh, the elite. You know, we have this exposure. We're fine. We're safe. If you're looking at this, this to mm. say like, you know, here I'm on mainstream TV. We're a viable contender and we're just playing it safe. Then, you know, uh, you might as well find yourself over to WWE real quick. And, uh, establish yourself safely over there here is like you know you have a chance in front of a camera to pull a lot of audiences in from a lot of other things because you gotta you gotta compete with like you know nwa now you gotta compete with the wwe you gotta compete let's just say like you know if you're watching any other programming out there let's just say stardom uh new japan pro and also uh, don't forget
0: um like baseball and basketball season and like football season
1: exactly the season just started like yeah. exhibition matches are done mm-hmm. like um give these people a reason why they shouldn't click anything on the remote when your match is on tv like you know what are you gonna do to impress me it doesn't have to be like a high fly spot it doesn't have to be a flashy move like you know you, it, you could be like your character it could be your mic work something that something you say something that you do just says all right you've intrigued my interest like let me invest a little time into you, but don't make me regret it.
0: True, 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 true. Um Gio, do you wanna add anything on to that? I would just like to see a little bit more build. Oh, not again. It's like you gotta move around the house, man. <laughs> huh? You gotta move around the house, your your come your com- your volume Okay. You're coming and in and more- out. To helping, yes, a little bit, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so
3: I don't have to do this for. Long. I would just like to see more of build up
0: the women's division. All right, he said. We know, like, he said the women's the division. Champions. By the way, okay. Huh? Um, it cut out when you said women's division, so I'm just letting everyone know that you said women's division that you want to see the women's division go up. Yes,
3: the women's division. Some make storylines. You gotta, cause they're just focusing. On, You're cutting out again. You no know, inner circle. In championship. In championship. That's about it. Okay. Just like together, but hopefully they'll get it together, like through the, or at least by 2020.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, I think that. Once we get to the new year, it'll totally be uh different. Um, you'll you'll probably see a more focused AEW because now they really have to stretch out their talent in a way because you know it's every Wednesday, so it's gonna go a little faster. Um, the main event for Dynamite is uh Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus uh Sammy Guevara and uh Jericho. Um, this match was uh good. Um, I am going to say that uh, Sammy Guevara could have a classic match with uh Kenny. Um, all of their chain wrestling and the match was uh very good. Uh, the spots were good. Um, and then when we come to towards the finish, you know, uh, distractions happen. Uh, where Pack comes out and. Uh, low blows hangman and that's allowing jericho to get the win over on hangman because it wasn't kenny kenny did a freaking dive outside the ring and then that was it um and then chaos and mayhem ensued to end the show um as if it was like wcw um what aew was trying to do was get all the hype Ready, and that's why they ended the show with all the full gear stars uh to end the show to get a hyped to make sure that you tune in this Saturday, November ninth at eight p m uh to watch full gear um but yeah, that's all I want to say about the wrap up for the main event. You guys want to add anything?
1: I am. Um... I, I think I've I said most of my guess piece. Okay.
0: <laughs> what happened? Gio? I guess I have to get my full gear ready. Yeah, man, we all, we all, you know, we all had to be full gear before full gear happened, but I didn't go to the gym. Um. Anyway, so our last quick segment is just prediction time. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Chubby, thank you for the four ice creams. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I'm gonna go down
2: Oh yeah.
0: Oh my god, I'm gonna hear Macho Man four times. But thank mm-hmm. you, Macho Man. Um so I'm just gonna go down the card list. Oh
2: yeah.
0: All right, macho, one more time. And then I wanna do this last segment. And that's it.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Alright, cool. Um so uh AEW Full Gear once again is uh this Saturday, November ninth. Um it, so all right, so what I have here is uh Sean Spears versus Joey Janella. Uh who do you guys pick to go over? Sean. Um Epic, who do you pick to go over?
1: Uh I would like Spears to go over just to really, really turn his character into something. Um otherwise I'd say it'd be a waste.
0: Okay. Uh let's see, I have no idea who I'll pick. You know, Joey's cool. He's a cool guy in real life, but um I need Sean to turn over. Um, so I am going to put my mark on him. The next one is the women's match. So you have Rio being the AEW women's champion versus Emmy Sakura. Who do you guys have going over in that match?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to have Rio.
2: Rio
3: going going over since she just won the championship.
0: All right. So it's going to be Rio for both of you guys? Yeah. Uh, Me, I'm going to end up being neutral only because I want to see how it plays out. Um, I don't know too much about Rio, and I don't know too much about Emmy, so I can't really make a decision at this point in time. The next one is the triple threat uh, match for the AEW Tag Team Championship. It's going to be SCU, which is the team of Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus Lucia Bros and versus Private Party. Who do you guys have going over in this match? Uh, SCU, well,
1: I'm thinking from an analytical perspective. Perspective that I think, like you know, just it makes sense for SCU to win it, but I feel it's going to be a classic of a match.
0: All right, so epic for SCU. Gio, who do you have? Uh, I don't know at the moment. I'm just gonna watch the match. So you're gonna be neutral. Neutral, yes. Uh, for me, as much as I. Enjoy SCU and their bits on uh Utah. Not again. Come on. It's the end of the show. Um, awesome. I want to see the Lucha Bros actually take the boats and run mayhem in AEW. That's that that's what I want to see happen. Um, all right, so our next match would be our unsanctioned lights out match, which is uh Kenny Omega versus uh John Moxley. Um I'm just gonna say it. My pick is Kenny. My pick is always gonna be Kenny. Uh just because I freaking adore the dude. But um Epic, who do you have?
1: Uh I feel like uh I want Moxley to go, but um I feel like this favor this match won't really favor anybody in terms of uh statistics, but obviously momentum is the sort of thing. But if they want uh Again, from an analytical standpoint, I feel like uh Omega will do a solid for Moxley probably. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know. Um, but I feel like, you know, uh Moxley.
0: Sorry. Okay. Gio, who do you have? Moxley. Yeah, Moxley. Um just one note on uh this match, uh because AEW is all about um Wins and losses. Um, because it's an unsanctioned lights out match. Whoever wins or loses, this does not affect uh their overall scores and or regular singles uh scores for Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Uh, the next one it will be the main event. It should maybe, maybe it it's Cody versus Jericho. Jericho is our AEW champion. Um. I am staying out of this one because I adore both of them, so I'm not going to pick sides. I'm going to be neutral. Uh, in that case, who do you guys pick?
3: I don't... Clear... So you're, bra- you're breaking up again, stipulation.
0: dude. I'm doing the walk. <laughs> um, I'm neutral. Okay. Um... Epic.
1: Uh I feel like Jericho's gonna go over. Um only because I feel like you know this this match I would have to watch it to find out, but I feel like you know the way that it's going right now, unless they have something really, really great planned out uh like skill set wise in the ring. Um uh, I don't feel like it's gonna be that great of a thing, and I feel like Jericho's reign. To be a lot more, to be a lot more lengthier, mm-hmm. than, it um, lot um, more right lengthier than it is right now. Um. So, um. Do
0: you so, want to go neutral? Do
1: you want to go neutral? Uh, probably. I'm go uh, probably gonna go to neutral.
0: Oh my god! This is like oh my ending. god! This is like the it's ending, messing up. and it's, it's messing up. up. All right, quickly! All right, um, quickly! Um, Santana Ortiz. Santana Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz, Ortiz versus the, the Young Bugs. Bugs. Oh my god. Probably my mic. Oh, we're good. That's gonna be good. Okay.
1: Um. I'm gonna remain neutral on this one, even though like I feel like lax, but both teams could go, and it's gonna be a great match.
0: All right. So I got you as neutral. Um, Gia, what? Who'd you pick? Uh, I'm gonna say probably ends in no contest. Ends in a no contest. it might end in a note. It might not be a winner. Okay, so I'm gonna but... keep you in the neutral with that note. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, as much as I enjoy LAX, um, I'm just gonna stand behind the young bucks. Uh, to probably win. So that's that's what I'm gonna do. Um. And then. We have the other women's match, uh, which is going to be on the buy-in uh, part of the pay-per-view, which is Britt Baker versus B. Priestley. Um I am not too fond of B. Um, so my pick is going to be Britt. What do you guys have? I'm going Who are you going with? Britt. Okay.
1: Baker. I'm going to go with the B.
0: Okay. All right, so um, we are getting down to the final couple of minutes. Um, I did write down in my notebook, um, you know, who's neutral, who got their pick and stuff like that, um, and we'll see throughout the night on full gear, like, who was right, who was wrong, and then we could definitely talk about it on uh, the Tuesday episode of this podcast, which is usually on there. Um we are not going to get to AEW Dark. Um, it was just three matches, uh, but yeah, I'm not really going to get into that. But I did want to mention that I enjoyed MJF on commentary.
1: MJF was freaking gold on that mic, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and I
0: was like, "Wow, man. Okay, you're making me start like you." It helped compensate
1: for that dead crowd.
0: Yeah, it really did. It really, really did. Um, which I I really enjoyed that. Um, cool. Uh, do you guys want to say any final words? Thank you for joining
3: us If joining us for the first five episodes.
0: Epic, you want to say anything?
1: <laughs> okay, I-, I thought he was going to keep going. Uh, I
0: think he was done. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, I mean, th- guys, thank you so much for uh, the support uh, for the first five episodes here so far. I mean, if you guys want to just cover anything what areas we should improve what we're doing great on please let us know in the comments um whether you're on twitter whether you're on youtube um because you know we we would love to as, as much as we love for us to kind of keep rambling on and on but your input uh, will actually help us improve content over time so um please be kind uh give us some uh, great feedback and uh, we'll definitely take it into consideration going in our podcast moving forward in the meantime we do enjoy putting out this content for you guys so thank you so much for your love and support so far um you know uh just stay forward uh stay tuned and uh keep supporting us moving forward
0: yep that was wonderfully said by by epic um originally this was supposed to be streamed over on d live youtube and linkedin just to reach out to some more people um on our YouTube channel, we are growing. We have um eighteen subscribers there um Since I'm streaming on d life I will leave the um link uh in the comments for you guys to go over to YouTube and subscribe to there as well if you want to um but this is a team effort, so it's myself. It's epic. It's Geo, and we have Alpha Russ. Unfortunately, Alpha Russ is stuck at work, so Alpha Russ could not be with us. But when he is, he's great with us. Um I wish we could have went a little further and a little deeper, but we're not doing that today. Um I do enjoy that at least D live worked that you guys got the chance to actually hear and see this podcast. Yes, this is episode 5. I will make it apparent to upload episodes 2, 3 and 4 and also 5 onto our uploads. Uh, part um for those of you watching this on youtube, d live is a decentralized streaming platform that we are totally on. We are partner with d live um so if you ever got confused about you know who i 'm talking to, why someone donated an ice cream, why someone donated a lemon um so they kind of help support the channel that way. If you guys want to uh create a d live account, just let me know, leave it in the comments um but there will be a video updating about what happened cause it was a mess. Um, this is why I am declaring that episode five is the greatest episode of the square circle podcast, the best podcast you'll ever hear, um, for the end of the year because of the misups and the mistakes. And we can only improve with your feedback and support. Um, we totally enjoy having you guys here. And I think my, Oh, I thought my OBS was going to crash on me. See, everything that's messing up. But we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We'll see you again on Tuesday. Um, Have a wonderful night, guys. And that's a wrap, guys. Thank you for listening to episode five of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I was joined by Epic and Gio to bring you our opinions on professional wrestling since it is our passion and if you want to continue to get additional content please make sure to subscribe on our youtube channel follow us on our d live account and also make sure to follow us on anchor through anchor you can listen to us on spotify and apple podcasts as well we highly appreciate everyone's support for all five episodes including our next episode where we will see you next tuesday